My name is David Hershkovitz. I'm the founder of Paper Magazine, and this is Light Culture. Listen, learn, and stay ahead of the curve as I knock heads with cultural disruptors of the past, present, and future. Light Culture is brought to you by Burb, the Vancouver-based cannabis brand. Maha Sattva is an artist who likes to mix it up on social media. His favorite subjects to paint are The Simpsons and rappers like Kanye West, Drake, and J. Cole, who all own his work. His method is to contact the artist directly via social media, tweeting at them or researching who their managers are or who's in their circles and trying to reach them that way. Is it stalking or manifesting a vision? We'll ask him and see what he thinks. But right now, it's all working for him. An active presence on Twitter and Instagram has brought him a growing fan base, both intrigued by his creative work and the life coaching that comes with it. One of his biggest gets was the time he flew to a Kanye concert in the hope of delivering a painting he'd made. And surprisingly, or maybe not so surprisingly, it worked. Welcome, Maha. Thank you for having me. Yeah, man. Good to have you as well. Straight up from the beginning, let's talk about your identity and, you know, the hidden identity. As, uh, you know, we started our podcast, I saw you come on and I was aware that you have this uh, persona that you don't really want people to recognize your face. Tell us where that came from and why you think that's important. Sure. I, uh, I prefer not to show my identity on social media for a few reasons, but uh, most importantly, because I want people to be able to look at my art and judge the art for the art itself instead of taking into account who created it and letting that somehow skew the way that they look at the art. For instance, if you were to go into an art museum, it's very rare that you will see a picture of the artist next to the paintings that you're looking at. And so I'm in a way trying to keep in line with that idea of... I see people coming and looking at the art and not they're not here for me. No, I understand. But at the same time, I'm sure you realize that you're also drawing more attention to yourself by doing that at the same time. So it's kind of a double-edged sword. It could be true. I don't know. <laughs> well, it's, uh, Lisa's got us talking about it, right? So we talked a little bit about your process of, uh, I don't know how, if that's still how you work in the sense that you you manifest an idea, or, or I called it a vision, of somebody that you want to make a painting of, and then you then try to deliver the painting. Is that part of the process? It's uh, sometimes a part of the process. Um, for instance, the, the Kanye West one was specific, and I specifically created the painting that I gave to him with the intention of giving him that painting in particular, However, a lot of the times I'll just kind of shoot my shot and try to get a painting to a famous rapper or somebody that I you know, really like. And a lot of the times it just happens to work out. And do you also only paint people that you like? Is that part of, of the process as well? I try to. Um, occasionally I have to take commissions in order to pay the bills and feed my family. And so when that happens, I'll end up painting and 
people and things that I may not be super interested in. But whenever I'm in control of what I'm painting, I typically paint who I would like to paint and people that I actually admire and things along those lines. Because I know you, you do you you mentioned that there were some kind of commissions and you know certain things you have to do to pay the bills, but there's a famous example that you actually have on your website where it says why I am not doing a painting of Russ, where you had an opportunity to do a commission and then started doing it and then it didn't work out. And then you kind of turned that into a life lesson, as I referred to in the introduction. Mm -hmm. I hope you don't mind referring to you as a life coach because you do have various specific ideas about you know, the right way to handle yourself in different situations. That's totally fine with me. Um, yeah, I, I guess, I, what exactly is the question? Well, Sorry. well you were saying, you know, because you've said you're turning losses into lessons. So you have that example of that situation with Russ, where you took the, you, you took the job, even though you weren't like that happy with him as a rapper, he wasn't particularly one of your favorites. There was some social media about that. And then you engaged in the process. You started making painting and then the whole thing fell apart and you took that into a lesson for yourself. Yeah. I mean, that whole situation that was, uh, that was basically, um, God or the universe or whatever you want to call it, just, uh, kind of putting me on the right path. I was, I was essentially selling my soul by doing that painting. So luckily uh, I was saved from having to do it completely. So why? Because you just were not a fan of his? Yeah, I, I, I'm not a huge fan of Russ. And um, I kind of was going to do the painting more so for the recognition that would have came out of it and potentially the paycheck. And that's not the right reasons to be doing a painting. And I, I already knew that. But I guess on the fly, I just decided I would give it a try and God kind of smacked it out of my hands and <laughs> put me back in the right path. But the thing that got to me was that you decided to actually make a video about it and put it on, you know, so it wasn't something you just kept to yourself, try to just forget about it. Not Nobody really had to know about everything that happened, yet you decided to, that it was something worth putting on your website and making a video on. Yeah, I mean, I I definitely think it's important for people to stay true to who they are. And I almost wasn't true to myself. So, you know, if, if it's an example of a mistake and it can help someone else avoid that same mistake, then why not give them the benefit? Yeah, so let's talk about uh, mistakes. Let's talk about Kanye. <laughs> you know, there's that experience that you had with him. Yeah, if you want to just tell us that story, because I I know it because I've, you know, followed it. But just in your words, how that came about, that you had this whole moment with Kanye from the beginning. Um, I guess it depends on how far back you want me to go. Well, let's go starting with musically, you know, when you just sort of, were inspired by him. What was it? Was it a particular record? Was it anything about him? Sure. I uh, I mean, I pretty much remember the very first time I listened to Kanye and my older brother came home from school and played me um, the song Through the Wire, which was oh. basically like his breakout single. And I was 10 years old and I just fell in love with the song. And 
then the whole album came out and me and my friends were, you know, watching the music videos on MTV as kids and college dropout album. Yep. The college dropout. And I basically fell in love with him then and there. I mean, his music was like nothing I've ever heard before. And this was around the time that I actually just started getting into hip hop. So, you know, it just, yeah, well, you and millions of others, because that, you know, blew everyone away. Have you seen the documentary that's on Netflix right now? I, I have not seen it because have I seen do it? not have Netflix. <laughs> oh, man, because, uh, yeah, it's probably worth borrowing somebody's Netflix password so to see it because it's all about that. The first two episodes, and certainly the second one, is about the making of the record. And Through the Wire is a big part of it. And we show him going to the dentist and the wire. I mean, it's like a whole breakdown of that song and recording the song in the studio, trying to get people interested. And then the amazing breakthrough when it finally came out and wound up selling millions and millions. I think he got 10 Grammy nominations for that and, uh, you know, put him on the map. Yeah. I, mean, I definitely am planning on watching it. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, you have to. So this is, you know, how many years later, 15, 20 years later, you're still... Yeah, 20 years. 20 years. So you're still a big Kanye fan. So you forgive him or you're just with him all the way, given, you know, all of the situations that he's gone through over the years? I mean, I'm not too sure about Kanye. <laughs> um, <laughs> as a person, it's, uh, sometimes I wonder, you know, is he really as controversial as he makes himself out to be because I I can't decide whether or not he's really this out of the box guy or if he's just a genius marketer and he just purposefully grabs the headline whenever he can because that's what it's starting to seem like to me because it's like every time he's dropping an album something crazy is going on with Kanye and it's starting to seem purposeful at this point. Yeah, well, I think it's probably fair to f see that he's transitioned in the sense or changed from his early days. And I, that's another thing that becomes evident if you watch the, the documentary, because a lot of the footage comes from his friends from Chicago who started following him around when he was just starting up. So when he was just as humble, wasn't completely humble, but, you know, wasn't quite there yet and had no reason to other than his own desire to imagine that he would ever make it. I imagine that's an inspiration for you as well as millions of others, right? Who, who sort of have to start somewhere and don't always get the recognition they deserve when they're starting out. I mean, he had this big fight just to get into Rockefeller Records because they didn't believe that he could be a good rapper. Yeah, I mean, I, I I can't wait to see the documentary so I can see it for myself. But I mean, I'm a little bit familiar with his story. And I guess I, I, I mean, I'm definitely inspired by him. And I sometimes feel like I'm in that position as well. I've had to <laughs> fight my way for a lot of the accomplishments that I've attained at this point. And so, you know, I, I definitely am 100% inspired by Kanye. And so when you, when you, Mate, I, I saw you did a thing about Pete Davidson, uh, hearing it from Kanye. Is that just like fun or is that, are you taking a side in that situation? No, I'm definitely not taking a side. I've got nothing to do with that situation. Um, I actually made that video uh, about a week before that whole incident came out and it just so happened to fit perfectly. So then I just renamed the video, what, what happened if Kanye caught Pete Davidson? <laughs> 
So I want to talk about some of your, what you said, the trials and tribulations that you had becoming an artist. And it's interesting that you weren't inspired, or maybe you were, but by other artists first. So it was more hip hop, more music that brought you to visual arts than visual arts did. Yeah, I mean, I mean I've been uh, drawing ever since I can remember. It was basically like the only thing I could do as a kid that would kind of take my mind away from everyday life. I mean, we, my family was pretty poor growing up. And so we didn't have a lot of, you know, entertainment at home. So my mom would always draw with me and I've been doing it ever since I can remember. And she definitely was the first person to get me on that track. Um, and then I just kind of stuck with it growing up and going through high school. Um, I took art classes and realized that I was actually kind of okay at art. And then I went to college and immediately knew that I wanted to major in studio art. Like there was no doubt in my mind. And so that's what I went and majored in. And I stuck to it and got into painting, which I at first was huge, hugely intimidated by because uh, painting is completely different from drawing and way more difficult. And so I was actually pretty horrible at it. And you could, if you scrolled back far enough through my Instagram, you could find like the first paintings I did, and like they're just god awful. Yeah. <laughs> I think you posted but, one. Yeah, I saw one. But even, I must say, even that one, I didn't think was so bad. I could still see that there was something. That, you know, it's not as bad as one of my bad paintings. For example, you know, <laughs> if I tried to do it, it would be a lot worse. I guarantee. I had good mentors, and uh, there, specifically, my uh, advisor throughout college. I credit him with teaching me everything that I know about painting, and I would not be able to paint as good as I do now without him. Um, his name is George Williams Jr., and um, I think that's his Instagram name as well. I'm not really sure where you can see his art, but man, his stuff makes mine look like children's drawings. It's a, He's an insane artist, and if anyone has a chance to check him out, please do. Yeah, well, I'll look that up. So when did you find your subject matter? So what were you painting in college? Still lifes or portraits? Or what was your interest then? Um, it was a lot of portraits. Um, that's what George is really good at. And so I feel like I just kind of followed his footsteps in that direction, even though I was horrible at it at the time. But I wanted to be good at it. And so I went with that. And uh, along with the rappers and hip-hop artists, that was basically what I was into and the only thing that I was into. And so I decided I wanted to paint the things that I like. And so it worked out just Did fine. that start in college? The hip hop artist? Yeah, I, but I actually started with uh, digital art. Oh. I used to do just uh, Photoshop art oh. because I didn't think I was good enough at painting to release paintings. And so I actually... Um, started my Instagram when I was a senior in college and um, basically made it a thing that I would create at least one piece of art a day. And I did that for probably like two years straight and then decided to kind of dip my toes back into painting and people showed an interest in it. And then I just kind of slowly eased completely into painting. And uh, and what about now within the age of the NFT Digital art is coming into its own. Does that tempt you to go back there and, and start working on, on that digital art? 
Yeah, I mean, I, I have created quite a few pieces of digital art. The uh, Simpsons pieces that you oh. were referring to earlier are all uh, digital pieces. Oh, I do. And I'm working on another series right now of digital pieces. But as far as the NFTs and the crypto stuff, I just, I don't know enough about it. And I, I've got a, a friend of mine who's kind of like a guru with this stuff, and he's kind of guiding me through. And so... I am potentially doing an NFT drop within the next week or two. Um, and I guess we'll just see how it goes. I seriously don't know enough about it to predict what's going to happen. Well, yeah, it's hard to predict what's going to happen, but I, it is obviously a new market that, you know, making a bunch of people some money and could be very of interest to an artist, right? It's not that easy to make money on, on art. Yeah, making money is definitely a good thing, uh, especially I've got two kids and I'd like to feed them daily if I possibly can. Um, but the thing I just don't, I don't know enough about NFTs to know if there's going to be some kind of complications with it in the future. I mean, that's what I keep hearing from people, mm, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. Uh, yeah, but I think it's definitely for artists a smart move to make right now to, if you can, you know, and if you're at all interested because it is an opportunity, even if it might not be around in the same form in a few years to come, but why not, right? Well, yeah, I mean, if I make a few bucks on my first drop, then I'll probably do another. So so which was the first like uh, rap or hip artist that you made contact with that you uh, that were interested in your work? Well, um, back during my first year of making art on Instagram, um, so let's see, this was, I think, 2015, I was just doing the digital art daily and still doing what I do today and just reaching out to the rappers that I like because I was primarily making art of them. And the first person that I actually got a hold of was uh, Big Sean, and he contacted me through like his his clothing Instagram, which at the time was Aura Gold. It no longer exists now, but um, he contacted me and put me in touch with his um, assistant at the time and had me do a few mock-ups for a pretend uh, concert just to see if I'd be able to accomplish the work. And I did get all the work done. However, it wasn't very good. And that was the end of that situation. Uh -huh. um, unfortunately, back then I had in my mind the idea that getting things done fast and as quick as possible was the best way to do it and to show them like look at how fast i can get this done and i wasn't focused on the quality and so it ended up kind of not working out for me well but you learned your lesson like you said you know turn losses into lessons was part of your philosophy and that's i think important it keeps you going because we all make mistakes right but we don't all learn from them just back for a second, because I just realized that we never got around to tell, telling their Kanye story, right? Okay. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, no. Man, I just, I don't know where to begin because it's... Uh... I could help you. I'll do a little summary that, you know, you'd painted uh, a piece of, of Kanye and you wanted to get it to him. And then you heard that he was performing in L.A., Right. And you were, where yep. were you then in uh, Wisconsin or? Yep. Here in Wisconsin. Right. And you decided that you were going to go and try to give it to him. So what happened from there? Yeah. So um, this was uh, shortly after he released his album, Jesus is King. Um, I painted 
a painting, I think maybe the day after he released the album. And it's just of him uh, standing up performing in front of a crowd of people. And in my mind, I legitimately told myself and believed that this painting was going to be the painting that I gave to Kanye. And at the time, whenever I finished a painting, I would put it up for sale immediately. And this is the first time that I did a painting and just set it aside and I didn't put it up for sale. Um, and then I, I I can't remember if um, I, I believe I was tweeting pictures of it at him. And eventually I think he retweeted it and something along those lines, but it kind of gave me hope. And a few months later, I still had the painting and he announced that he was doing an opera at the Hollywood Bowl called uh, Nebuchadnezzar. And so I just on the fly texted my cousin Lalo and asked him if he wanted to fly out and go watch the opera, but made it clear to him that my intentions were to give this painting to Kanye. And so he agreed and we bought uh, flight tickets to go there for one day. We were literally in Hollywood for less than 24 hours. We flew there and bought our return ticket this like basically the same day. It was the next morning, but it was less than 24 hours. And so we flew to Hollywood and we uh, went to the event. I had the painting with me and I uh, approached the very first security guards that check you for things. And they just immediately told me that I'm not bringing the painting in. And I kind of <laughs> pleaded with them for a little while and told them like, hey, I flew here all the way from Wisconsin with the intentions of giving this painting to Kanye. And you know, I told them I plan on doing this today, whether or not I have your permission. And they just turned me around and said, I have to go. And so I took the painting with me and we walked to uh, the outside bathrooms. And my plan was to just take the canvas off of the stretcher bars and roll it up and just like tuck it into my pants. So a little <laughs> trick I picked up back when I was a shoplifter <laughs> at the age of 16. Okay, okay. <laughs> and so uh, as I was about to begin doing that, I decided to tweet at uh, Kim Kardashian with just like a last shot. And I told her, Hey, I flew here all the way from Wisconsin with this painting and I want to give it to Kanye tonight. And she just immediately tweeted me back, like within 20 seconds. And I just had goosebumps and couldn't believe that it was actually happening. But she said that they wanted to take the painting and that she would uh, meet up with me later to get it. So I walked back to the security with the painting and, um, they still told me I couldn't bring it in. And I showed them the tweet from Kim Kardashian and they just basically refused to believe that it was a real tweet and thought I was faking it or something. And anyway, I <laughs> eventually I brought the painting to a, like a security tent on the side where they hold things that they don't let you bring in. And so I brought it over there, put the painting in the security tent. And then we went and had our seat. We watched the entire show and it came to an end and the whole crowd of people is leaving the arena and it's just me and Lalo sitting there. And I basically, in my mind, I'm just thinking that they completely forgot about me because everybody's gone and we're just sitting here. Felt pretty stupid. And then all of a sudden a security guard comes up to us and says, Hey, are you the guys with the painting? And we're like, yeah, yeah. And he's just kind of looking at me like, well, where the hell is the painting at? And, I had to tell him that it's in the security tent, which is way outside of the venue down this huge hill. So he tells us to as fast as we can run and get the painting because they have to go. So just immediately we're just running and just like dodging through <laughs> the people that are leaving the arena and like pushing them out of the way. And 
eventually get to the tent and I'm completely out of breath, get the painting from the security guard and then dart all the way back to the like back side of the stage. And I'm basically half dead at this point because I'm <laughs> not in the best shape of my life uh, at the time. And cardio isn't my favorite thing anyway. So the secure, the security guard of Kim Kardashian um, tells me to calm down, gets me a bottle of water and then takes the painting and it just tells me to write like my phone number and email address on there. And so I do that and he just takes the painting and says, all right, well, thank you. <laughs> and I said, Oh, all right. <laughs> so we left the, we left the venue and I thought that was it. And, you know, in my mind it kind of sucked, but I felt, you know, all right, well, at least I know he's going to get the painting. Yeah. So we're out on the street. Uh, I'm literally booking booking an Uber on my phone when my phone starts ringing and it's some unrecognizable number. I pick it up and it's the same security guard and he says, "Hey, you need to run back here as fast as you can." And I, <laughs> like I can't like at this point I can't run anymore. So we just are like speed walking back to the place. And uh finally when we get there, it's the same security guard and he uh says that Kim wants me to, or to meet me, I guess. So I say, all right. And we walk back behind this door and there's Kim Kardashian immediately standing there. And she just says how wonderful the painting is. And just, you know, asked me a few questions about it. And I think she could sense that I wasn't like very enthusiastic about meeting her because I really wasn't. I, you know, Kim Kardashian is someone my wife might mm -hmm. be excited about meeting, but for me, it's just, you know, it's Kanye. Yeah, I I am not looking up, I don't look up to Kim Kardashian and so she says I'm going to go and see if Kanye will let you come back and meet him and so she walks off like down the hallway and about a minute later I hear her yelling my name and telling me to come here and so I walk over there and I just see Kanye standing there in this doorway and I'm just like frozen on the inside. I don't even know like what the hell is going on. It feels like a dream at this point. And I just I go in there and Kanye's just sitting there and I shake him up and, you know, I immediately just tell him like, Hey man, you've been my favorite artist since I was 10 years old. And this is just amazing. Like, thank you so much for letting me come back here and for taking the painting and stuff. And, you know, he's surprisingly very soft spoken and seemed humble, you know, but, you know, I talked to him for maybe 10 minutes and, I, you know, can't get an entire grasp on somebody's character through 10 minutes. But from the 10 minutes that I met him, it was uh, actually very pleasant and not what I expected. Cool. So, yeah, so he lived up to your expectations in some ways. I definitely left there feeling good. I, it's much better that I left there with him being nice to me than uh, him being the type of Kanye that you sometimes see where <laughs> he can be kind of an asshole. So I'm just, I'm just happy he wasn't an asshole to me. So what are you working on now in the studio? Well, I just finished this large painting behind me. I'm not sure if you can see that one. It's uh, just a kind of outline of a bunch of naked women. Uh, and then I'm also, I'm doing another painting the exact same size of that, but it's just, uh, it's uh, the Faces album cover by Mac Miller. The, these were both commissions by, um, Cole Bennett, he's the guy who runs Lyrical Lemonade. And I've known him for probably since I started Instagram. Him and um, the guy who is like in charge of all their like daily operations, they've been following me on Instagram since like the beginning. 
And so before they were even even big, they were aware of me and I was aware of them. And so it just kind of got blessed with that connection early on. And so Cole has been commissioning paintings for me over the past few years. And a lot of the times he gives them to rappers. How oh, sweet. So who are some of the artists that you look up to now? Well, still Kanye. <laughs> in visual. Do you have any visual artists that uh, inspire you? Uh, George Williams, you're, my you're advisor right. from college. That that's I mean, as other than that, I really I don't do much looking into other artists. I kind I of see. focus on my own work. Do you, do you know Kahinde Wiley's work? Yeah, George actually uh, introduced me to him back in my class at college, and um, I would say George George probably developed some of his style by looking at Kahinde. Right, because he does portraits and sort of placing contemporary figures in in these sort of uh, fantasy or mythic you know, as kings or queens or portraying them in different ways, I would think that would be something you would relate to. Yeah. I mean, his work is phenomenal and I could only hope that someday I'm able to paint as well as that guy. But yeah. You're doing very good, man. I, I really like how you paint. I like that video where you have uh, showing yourself actually working, doing the uh, Nipsey Hussle portrait. Thank you. Thank you. I like your brushwork and how it goes. But I, I saw that you now you're saying you're interested in abstract painting. Yeah, I mean, ideally, I would like to kind of shift out of pop culture and into my own abstract work, just because um, I did a couple abstract pieces about six months ago. And when I was doing those paintings, it just was like the best feeling I've ever had as a person. Mm, sweet, yeah. Yeah, it must be freed, a sense of freedom. You know, when you're doing portraits, to me, in my mind, it would be a different, you're trying to replicate yep. in some way what you see in front of you, whereas otherwise you can just go free form. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's exactly right. As far when the abstract paintings come up, it just feels like as though I'm wetting my soul out of my body and transmuting it onto the canvas. And it's just an unbelievable feeling. It's like being on LSD or something. Oh, yeah, you better go there. It's probably safer than LST. <laughs> I would assume even, so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but even though, actually, I did see a quote of yours somewhere saying that if you didn't have children, you would be out there taking shrooms and I would, expanding your mind that way. Yeah, I, I did uh, shrooms three times in college, and the three times I did it were just... I, they were some of the best times of my life. It was just an experience that I'll never forget. But uh, now that I have kids, there's no no way I would ever do that again, just out of the risk of somehow getting caught in what's called a perma trip and, you know, ruining the rest of my life. So I've, I've got bigger responsibilities now. I'll, uh, I'll see what the afterlife gives me. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you so much for sharing your thought process, your creative process. Mahasattva, thank you for being on my show. Hey, absolutely. Uh, I've got one more thing I forgot to add about that Kanye uh, story. Yes, let's hear it. Um, it has to do with synchronicity and the idea that things are related. You know, it's like a coincidence. However, it's a, a meaningful coincidence. And um, on November 28th, 2011, I was in a car crash that almost took my life. And I, a friend of mine was driving my car and crashed and I flew through the windshield and woke up to paramedics telling me that I should have died. And on that very day, eight years later is the day that I met Kanye West. <laughs> 
Wow. And so that's another another reason I can look up to Kanye because he almost died in a similar car crash. Oh shit, yeah, for momentous. And then here I am with you, bro. I could tell you I had a also life experience with the, with my accident, so I, I can relate to what you're talking about. Yeah, well, th I'm glad that you're still here. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> and I'm glad I had a chance to talk with you. Well, thank you. The pleasure is all mine. All right. Talk soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Light Culture. You can find us at shopburb.com, Light Culture, or at Light Culture Podcast. Thanks again to Burb. You can follow them at shopburb on Instagram. And don't forget to subscribe to and review the show. If you would like to get in touch, reach out to me directly at David Reporting. Thanks for listening.